0: Hi, Steve Rose with Anarchist Standard. Uh, Today I have an interview with Dave Burns from Honolulu, Hawaii. Dave is a regular contributor to Liberty.me, and he has actually recently written a series of articles uh, critiquing, or I guess trying to clarify, Hans-Hermann Hoppe's argumentation ethics, which uh, we talk about in the interview. And to be honest, uh, watching the interview after the fact, I wish I would have... Uh, spent more time discussing his concerns with with Hoppes' argument, and uh, maybe we can do a follow-up at some point to to get more details. But um, but we had a good conversation. Talked about the future of the Liberty Movement and uh, what he has seen in his long uh, career in being involved with uh, libertarian ideas. And uh, we talked about potential strategies, things, bright spots, and things that uh, people should think about who are interested in continuing to pursue liberty. So I hope you enjoy this. Hi, everyone. This is Steve Rose with Anarchist Standard, and I'm joined by Dave Burns, who's uh, actually joining us from Hawaii and Dave is a writer for Liberty.me. I found him from some of his writing and I actually discovered in that process that he's read my blog, and, uh, Anarchist Standard, so I reached out to him. So how are you today, Dave? I'm great. How are things Thanks. in Hawaii? <laughs> oh, weather is very pleasant. The state is very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, so t- tell us about yourself Dave, I saw I saw one of the articles you wrote, which you, where you said that you uh, you no longer consider yourself an anarchist, which was kind of interesting to me. So th- were you at one time an anarchist, and now you don't use that term, and nothing's really substantial has changed, just the naming? Or how, how do you describe yourself?
1: Okay, well, I used to consider myself pretty much a standard AnCap, and I'm trying to sort of broaden my horizons and uh, and t- take things more skeptically and empirically, and sort of see what leads to what and I guess I was being a little uh, you know provocative in that in that one in that uh, I wanted to get some uh, some interest in it and I was really just picking nits and saying well people focus way too much on some ideal endpoint that um, we can't really know much about and I'd really like to spend more time thinking about how we take it the, even a baby step in the right direction from where we are now and not worry so much about you know what the what the utopia looks like in detail
0: yeah i i definitely agree with that i mean we're far we're far far from that and it's important to think about it but you know getting there is i think a bigger challenge than you know perfecting all the details well, it's interesting to say that you you you're moving away from a priori, because I mean, obviously, that's core to the to the uh, Austrian economics. And uh, can you maybe talk a little bit about why why you're you're more becoming more of an empiricist uh, as you know these days? Well, it's core to Mises. It's less core to Hayek. So maybe there's
1: a, a split within the within the Austrians there. Um, <laughs> It's hard to, to articulate it, but I just—I've always been sort of a drawn to, to skepticism, atheism, and uh, I guess when I got into libertarianism, it was more from—well, Robert Anton Wilson was like one of the first things that I read that. Even mentioned libertarianism or anarchism, mm. and he's he's a big skeptic, and and so I I've had this skeptical thread going through my uh, my thought all all along, and you know I'm I'm an INTP, not an INTJ. Most most libertarians are INTJs, and so I'm sort of drawn towards this. Okay. I can't quite make up my mind. Is it It's a perceiving, or is it,
0: perceiving is more important yeah. than, than judging it, right? Well, which the, would be judging means you
1: want closure. You want to say, okay, right. there Absolution. are two possibilities. I'll decide this is my answer. Right. Whereas the the P says, oh, no, let's just kind of keep thinking about this. Uh uh-huh. that doesn't require closure mm. immediately. Let's think about it longer.
0: hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because I. Uh, so, because, so, I mean, empiricism uh, empiricism leads you to uh, per, more perpetual skepticism because you don't have that absolutism that, you know, a lot of, yeah. especially Rothbardian anarchists. A, a
1: trap of ending up just being a nihilist. Well, nothing matters. Nothing's real. Nothing's mm-hmm. true. Right. Can't know anything. I give up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that's sort of a, a wave you have to surf in between the in between the the extremes of, well, I'm certain I can't be wrong, and of course you're going to end up being wrong, or, oh, you can't know anything, so I won't do anything, which is kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to to weave find a path in between, between. <laughs> if possible.
0: Do you want to talk a little bit about? Uh, so, yes, I see. I've seen several articles you've written about uh, dissecting uh, Hopi's argument argumentation um, which I think really like these days that's that's he's he's the leading voice in the Austrian economics I would I would say uh, uh, and especially his argumentative ethics is uh, sort of the leading connection between economics and you could say ethics and you've written a lot about that do you want to sort of just draw out your some of your takeaways or you know well
1: I, I wrote a lot about it I got kind of obsessed with it because I don't really quite understand it. It seems to me that his basic claim is that there is some truth that you must implicitly be embracing when you argue. And this truth is is contradicted by socialism or uh, statism by by whatever. But he never really comes out and says, okay, here's the statement that you must embrace. Mm -hmm. It's something like, you know, property rights are right, or I have property rights, or property rights make sense, or mm-hmm. something about property rights. But he doesn't actually say it, and so I keep trying to figure out what is that proposition. Why is there a necessary contradiction? And um, I I have trouble with it. I've never, <laughs> I've never I have not I've never come to the point where I say okay he's definitely wrong or okay I understand him and he's right. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just Okay, I'm not too sure. <laughs> but, I mean, isn't there, like, if somebody – because I get – this is sort of a strategy I've adopted when talking to people who support the state is, like, basically, before they even t- start trying to sell, like, a state program to me about why it's sh- important, I say, look, I don't even want to talk to you unless sh- the premise of the conversation is you accept my right to, to say no if I'm not, if I'm not convinced. Isn't that the argumentation ethics is Hapex putting putting forward? Says like you can't have a, you can't. There's no point in convincing someone if you don't give them the right to say no because it's just. Certainly, it's something like
1: that. The in a in a conversation that people have to afford each other rights and they're treating it, each right. other as if they have you know right. human rights and are should be respected and and so on. But I'm just trying to to tie it down to okay. Here's the statement. Here is the other statement that contradicts it. Therefore, socialism is refuted. And it's always it always gets a little fuzzy when when it's when at some level.
0: So at least when, in my brain, maybe it's yeah, my yeah, brain yeah.
1: that's that's fuzzy.
0: Well, no, it, it is because like you know you say like well the premise of having an an argument with someone is you respect their property rights, but you could also say not exactly because. I could respect enough property rights to allow you to eat and make an argument, receive an argument, but not enough to, you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: some status could say, oh, it's a hybrid. When you're arguing, right. you have
0: all these rights,
1: but as soon as we stop arguing, I can pull out my gun and point it at you and make you do whatever I want. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Hoppy would have a, a, a reply, and this is all, you know, There's there's a lot of things that can be said, but – I just want to focus down on there is a contradiction here what what is being contradicted by what
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I I just never have been able to tie that down
0: so have you gotten uh, a lot of feedback i mean have you have you have has happy responded i mean cuz you know you're on liberty.me it's probably pretty high profile like i mean oh uh, no <laughs> <laughs> um i got i
1: got some feedback from uh stefan Kinsella. oh yeah and uh, some other people were discussing it online, but not not Hopper.
0: Of course, and Kinsella I assume defended it. He's he's Hoppe's, you know. Oh yeah.
1: What well, did he say? Well, see, he he gave me a lot of links and and gave his version of it. But uh-huh. to me, his his version in the various articles he's written is slightly different. He's not saying there's a there is a logical contradiction between this statement and that statement. He's saying when you're when you argue for socialism you're being a hypocrite you're saying I believe that property rights is right at the same time I'm saying no property rights is is wrong and I'm going to you no know, rather rather you're, you're claiming oh I think socialism is right while while I'm arguing with you while you're arguing that that's hypocrisy so yeah. yeah I can kill someone while I say oh yeah murders wrong you're dead uh-huh. that's just hypocrisy mm-hmm. that's not logical contradiction. Oh,
0: shoot, my camera just fell off, <laughs> hold on one second, Okay. let me try and uh, pin it back up, shoot.
1: <clears throat> Give some visual interest
0: to the <laughs> video. <laughs> I'll just tape it, I'm, I just have it on my screen here, so I had some rubber bands and they just popped off, but anyway, maybe I'll edit this part out. Cool. So yeah, and uh, and what what else have people said about it? Because I mean, you have a, you have a half a dozen articles talk uh, dice going uh, into. You know, I you know.
1: I did a lot of thinking about it, and I a lot of it was bad, and I made mistakes, and I uh. came back and corrected some of them, or well, tried to to go from different from different angles, and and. I kind of obsessed on it for a while, and I ended up still kind of flummoxed or slightly frustrated. I mean, it wasn't a complete waste of time. It's it's an interesting topic.
0: We should go we should see if we can get Hoppy and Kinsella to come on and uh, and uh, talk about it because uh, it's it's you know it's. I think that you know it was eye-opening reading Hoppe. I, I You know he's definitely got a lot of insights, and it's and like I said, it's sort of a he's sort of the leading voice. So it's um it's something that if, if people if it's not clear, maybe he can clear clear it up.
1: Yes, he's very provocative and entertaining, and frequently I agree with him. And mm-hmm. even when I disagree with him, it's sort of reluctantly and sort of
0: okay. I
1: don't quite see what you're where All you're right. going with this.
0: I'm not I'm not going to dogmatically disagree but yeah, I don't I don't quite follow. Yeah. <clears throat> so tell us about liberty.me. I mean, how did you get into writing on the on that site and what what has been the experience with it? I mean, I I'm curious to know if like, you know, if you have any insight into what how liberty.me is doing and, you know, what's the state of it or I
1: I really only have my experience, which yeah. is quite uh limited and narrow and self-centered. I heard about it when it was getting started up, and I said, well, I'm a little skeptical of the idea, but it would be so great if it succeeded that I'll just support it and see what happens. Mm. And at first, there seemed to be a a big flurry of activity, and and I saw a lot of interesting people on there, but uh, a lot of them seem to drop out, or they seem to be trying to sort of cross-promote stuff on their own site. And um, lately, I've been interested in other things and not paying so much attention. I don't think they've got quite the the right um, business model, or at least not not for me. It's mm-hmm. like I, I I used to spend a lot of time there, but lately, uh, not so much.
0: hmm Yeah, yeah. I mean, I found some interesting. I mean, met met some interesting people on there, read some interesting things, but. Uh, And I admire admire the effort, you know, of trying to create a community of liberty-minded people. So I I really wish it would would have taken off, but it doesn't seem like it has. And and I guess uh, this we could maybe segue into uh, sort of what I always like to ask people who have thought about liberty, which is a very small percentage of the population already, you know, what do we do, you know, like – we can we can make as many dream as as perfect a world as we want, but if we can't get there, um, do you? I mean, are you, do, do you participate in the Libertarian Party or anything like that? I mean, you uh, not not since the mid '80s.
1: Okay, <laughs> I read for I read for a, a state representative in Austin, Texas, in '86, I think. Uh. Um, but I quickly became. Disillusioned with uh, the Libertarian Party and and uh, decided it was unlikely to get anywhere. Or, well, you know, I'll keep my eye on it. If it ever starts to succeed, I'll I'll be back there in a flash. Right. Um, So, what was the
0: question again? Oh, I mean, what what advice would you give to to people as far as how to how to create how to actually create a free society? You know, is it just a matter of of continuing to write, talking to people? You know, it's hard to stay motivated if we, if we don't have really have a clear plan. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There's a there's a lot
1: of people talking to each other on the internet, or right. talking at each other, and and uh, arguments among libertarians about thin and thick, and minarchy and anarchy, and uh, this and that. And you know, that's that's fine. I think that's that there, there's some some virtue in that. Some some Usefulness in that, but that we need something that, that where something actually changes in the real world. I mean, Steve Jobs didn't go out and say to people, you know, I have this idea for an iPhone. It's really great. Please tell everybody you know and make them want iPhones. He he showed them an iPhone. It's right. pretty cool, huh? You want you want one? Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people that we could convince if we had. Our iPhone to to show them say right. okay here is New Hong Kong where people actually are have, free have either a, a limited state or no state and they're actually interacting voluntarily maybe mm. you would like to try it mm-hmm.
0: but it's kind of a chicken and the egg thing right because oh, yeah. I mean, so you can convince people then you're not gonna you won't be able to have it I mean it's inherently a social the difference between an iPhone and a Political philosophy is you gotta, yeah. you know, like you could just you yourself can pay yeah. people to make an iPhone. You can't pay people to make a, you know, free society. Really, I mean, if you had enough money, I assume you could. But
1: yeah, yeah that's that's a problem. But so we need to get creative. I haven't come up with the, the magic the magic words yet. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I guess in the Free State project, they're trying to do something like that in New Hampshire, and and maybe over time. I mean, they they seem to be making some inroads with the state yes, that's there. That's
1: fairly fairly promising.
0: Yeah, and uh, have you ever been to Pork Fest or?
1: No, not yet. Okay. I keep wishing, but it's it's a
0: long way to go. <laughs> yeah, definitely from Hawaii. Uh, Take my dipping gear on the airplane, yeah I've often thought they should have a they, people they should start a pork fest west, you know because people come from all over the region, you know, like I went up there this year from d c it was about twelve hour drive but uh so you could do you could do something in California or whatever, and probably you know it's yeah. it's probably they make money from it i mean you think about fifteen hundred people they're all paying a couple hundred dollars you know it's it starts to add up. Somebody's yeah. making money. Somebody's sure making some money. They're all making money. Yeah. The Campground sure makes money. Yeah, and also the Free State Project, uh, which which sponsors the event, I'm sure makes money from it. So. So I mean, I guess uh, you, I know that you've you've read some of my blog. That's that's one idea I'm trying to put forward, which. Um, I mean, I'd be interested in, in your thoughts about that, which is to, to, to sort of try to encode the ideas of liberty into a religion. I don't know if you're re- if you're religious or not. I mean, do you?
1: Are, I consider myself an atheist.
0: Atheist, okay. But, but yet, the topic
1: of religion, I think, is really important. It's I I want to sort of reconceptualize religion because the I, the uh, the issue of conscience. Of freedom of conscience is, is so important. It's not a freedom that atheists should lack. And so, but yet, we, we get no respect. Mm-hmm. So um, some, somehow, I want I want to try to address that to, to and to reconceptualize it to, to think of um, you know morality the the moral foundations of of politics of of economics of, of religion it's all kind of closely related uh, I guess I'm thinking of a book by Jonathan Haidt The Righteous Mind right. he he talks about sort of the origins of moral thinking and, and the neurological and psychological basis of it and it's you know it's that's how humans are that's how we, we grow as we grow up we adapt and generalize our experience into rules of behavior and, and we think of them as moral and we we get offended when people violate those rules or we, get, we feel shame when we violate them ourselves and that's how human beings cooperate and or ma- manage to, uh, to work together and it's just so important and so just to say oh religion's about God, God doesn't exist so there should be no religion there's there is something there is something le- that there's something left in religion that we need to to that needs to survive the death of God.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, religion is you know it's it's an evolutionary adaptation. I haven't read the book, but so many people mention that book. I really got to read it. Uh, it's like the, the religious instinct is the ability for for more people to to. To group together and act in unison, then you just people you know, like your friend of a small tribe. You all know each other. You can all act in unison. But, but religion gives us the ability to organize over thousands, hundreds of thousands of people all around the same God, right? Historically, but I guess my question and thing, the thesis I'm always struggling with is, can you can you encode atheism or the freedom? And, and 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 light up that same part of the brain in people's minds, you know, or or do you necessarily need another larger mind watching them, you know? What do you think? I mean, you think it's? I think the uh, the moral
1: foundations, the the thing that gets us lit up, also gets us lit up about politics and economics, uh-huh. and it's it's the same mechanism. So yeah. if we get it, get it, we got to kind of integrate those and and there we go
0: <laughs> yeah so i guess the question is for for the the idea that i'm trying to put forward is is uh how do you what would that look like you know i mean cuz cuz anarchists are so are so skeptical you know there it's and and you just you suggest the idea of like let's actually like formalize what we believe into some system here and it's just you know, you're 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 a statist all of a sudden. You're saying like, all I want to do is formalize voluntarism. You know, like this is not coercive at all. So, um, how, how, what do you think? Like, how what would that look like? Or well, I, you know? obviously, I'm
1: not too sure what it would yeah. look like, or I'd already be doing it. But I'm thinking, I'm I'm wanting to investigate and to to try things out. Um, I read a book by Bob Podolsky. What was the name of that book? I've forgotten the name. But he he's all about uh, trying to organize, but using a, a less hierarchical um, way of organizing. Where he calls it um, – oh gosh. I'm is this it Swarmwise?
0: It's not Swarmwise, is it? No, no, uh, no. But there's that too. Yeah.
1: Which that That's she's He sort of took some uh, – Techniques from open source software development and uh, and Web 2.0 and and recombine them to create the Pirate Party in Sweden. And other than having the goal be a, a, a political party, many of his uh, techniques are very use, usable by other people. And in fact, the ironic thing is, I think the more people got involved with with the pirate party and using their techniques, the more empowered they would become, and the less relevant the pirate party would be for them. Other than its very narrow goals of saying, you know, down with the MPAA.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, they 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 found a new strategy, a new technique, but you know, it's it's only good as long as you, they're the only ones doing it, perhaps, right?
1: No, I think it's it's more. Um, individually empowering it's like okay you want to do something do it do it do, it's the duocracy you want something to happen go make it happen uh-huh. very, very anarchistic yeah. although the thing the original thing they were trying to get to happen was create a pirate party <clears throat> but once once you know how to get things done what's stopping you
0: well let's let's think about this though because you know we we are fighting a guerrilla war to a certain extent and and many people when I talk to them about starting a religion of anarchism they say you know that's exactly what we don't want we don't want a sens- we don't want a central plan for liberty and that which is true you know but it, we have a problem of resources right i mean it takes it's 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 laborious to create to write it's laborious to convince people of our ideas like i mean these yeah and and there's no there's no way of getting paid you know i mean just not to be not to be overly like um you know prosaic about it, but it's just like why are people gonna make an effort so with this with the swarm wise for example like how would how would that solve that problem because it's much easier not to do anything right i mean it, it well. so how do you yeah that's a big problem how to motivate people but right without incentives you know financial incentives well inspiration I, I guess right that's that's
1: how um, open open source software is all about some programmer has an itch he wants to scratch and he he gets a project started and other people say yeah that sounds like a pretty good idea I'd like to 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 use that so you know that's how Linux got started right now. Very successful in the server side, and and I think it's, it's a good proof of concept. But it is quite a challenge. It, it it's it's cat herding.
0: Yeah. So. so. this other author you are talking about, Podolsky, what what was his what were his take takeaways? Oh, he was um
1: he was wanting to sort of non hierarchical organization he thought that there should be sort of a mastermind type group of seven or eight people that that, are, that inter, interact and that, that then those form sort of cells and interact with other cells and, and, and in, a, in a more of a network fashion rather than a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, That's interesting. What, do you remember the name of the book?
1: Not offhand.
0: Okay, well, it's Podolsky, Podolsky, Podolsky. yeah. D-O-D-O-L-S-K-Y. I could send you a link later. Yeah, I'm interested in that. Um,
1: And there's some things just in the business literature, like uh, holacracy that's being used by Zappos and uh, various other firms, also very, uh, fluid, non-hierarchical way of o- organizing.
0: Yeah, I guess you have like there's all, there was, there's always that tension, you know, between being in two between two too hierarchical, centralized, and and I mean the problem with the state is the state has massive resources and they're super centralized, but they can they can coordinate, you know, they can coordinate to 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 suppress. Uh, people who opposition you know like so they have uh, that gives them a huge advantage and I guess my thing is like until we have some way to actually coordinate to fight them and at least in some respect we're not we're never gonna actually we're never gonna be able to win you know like well, because it's like in the liberty movement, everyone acts spontaneously on their own thing, but like you never—it's it, so rarely do you get success because we're not court. Like let's say all the libertarians, all the anarchists, got together and say we're going to go after one thing, uh, whether it's you know legalizing marijuana or whatever it is. That's all we're going to focus, all of our energy, and re- we'd, we'd we would probably have more success. And then after we do that, then we go to the next thing. And then we, but the problem is we, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to give up their like special. So we don't, nobody gets any success, you know? Well,
1: yes, that's a problem. But we can't, we can't really adopt their own methods against them and expect success. They, they, they are arranged to where they've, they've got their advantages and their strengths and we have to find their weaknesses which mm-hmm. are which are not necessarily going to be obvious we have to be creative mm-hmm. so it's a challenge or we could just be doing the Libertarian Party and then everyone would be thinking that was a success but they've they've got that that avenue blocked off right so we we have to flow around them somehow and I, I haven't found the solution
0: mm-hmm
1: but they're, they're there are indications of possibilities.
0: So what else have you been thinking? I mean what else comes to mind when you think about, it, you know, what what could we do? Well, um what could individuals do
1: well, sort of- Bitcoin is is the most beautiful obvious mm. example of. Okay, it wasn't even on their radar till it was already well established and it just ignores them and goes around them. Right. Of course, recently there is there is some danger that maybe it's getting a, sort of assimilated and and uh, that that they may be able to get their hooks into it. But it was really an excellent you know shot from left field that they really they weren't expecting and didn't know how to deal with for a long time.
0: I'm not sure they know how to deal with it yet. There's still hope for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because isn't aren't the, aren't a lot of Chinese buying Bitcoin to to, My wife was saying that two thirds of the Bitcoin is owned by Chinese.
1: Yeah. But I'm not sure where she got that statistic. Well,
0: it Maybe makes we, sense. But, you know, you just buy Bitcoin. You walk out. Of, you walk in the airport. You don't have to declare anything. You have half a million bucks in Bitcoin. You're, you know, buy. You know, no taxes. Anything. You get, then you get somewhere. You just download it.
1: <laughs> right. Very, very. Uh, subversive
0: to the state. Yeah,
1: It's power.
0: But I guess at some point, you know, they're gonna try to prohibit it, restrict it, and control at least the conversion of Bitcoin to normal currencies, you know.
1: In a way that might be a good thing, because then people would have to decide, you know, okay, I'm not willing to use Bitcoin. I'm going to stay on the straight and narrow, or I'm using use Bitcoin. only
0: Bitcoin, I'm
1: right? I'm in all
0: of the way, and I'm,
1: I'm going to break the law. And they're they're trying to mess with me. Screw them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Bitcoin's an interesting phenomenon. And, in, and anything else, uh, you know, that's that's promising on your radar at this point, like no. you know, you're excited about. The internet, obviously, but before the, the
1: the internet existed, so the, our horizon seemed very very limited. BitTorrent mm-hmm. um, was an interesting development that that the uh, digital rights management people really hate and but yet can't can't get rid of. So I seem to be sort of moving in a techno optimist sort of direction. Yeah. So of course. Yeah. my studio is being invaded, <laughs> um, okay. so uh, I guess there, uh, there were a few things from Occupy that we could sort of try to, to adjust to, uh, to our, our use, though nothing too terribly obvious. Mm. There were interesting things, but I wouldn't say there were big triumphs there.
0: You mentioned the internet. Tell me, as somebody who's been involved in the liberty movement for a long time and, and thinking about these ideas, I'm, I'm curious how, how the how your how the movement has changed with the internet. I mean, do you see? Would you would you if you could engage it? Would you say there's more people as a percentage who are? It seems like the Libertarian Party was pretty good. I mean, it's pretty active. There's you know, in a I'm amazed at like how people, how Murray Rothbard, are these people, these ideas in the first place. You know, it's just such a chance of fate. You know, um, but do you want like what? How's it changed, I guess, over time? Well, it's just so much easier
1: to to find people who are who are interested and and ideas and things things to read. That I didn't know anything about anarchism for the longest time because there were not many books in the bookstore about it the library definitely didn't want to cover it i didn't know any anarchists so i was curious about it for a long time but it was uh, in order to find out about it i would have had to find some obscure bookstore in in a different state and deal with them by mail order and at that time i was young and poor and not 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 too interested in already having too many books not so interested in Spending a lot of money on obscure political ideas, mm-hmm. whereas now you can just, you know, do do a web search and find out a lot of things that are wrong, but a lot of things that are right and some interesting things. It's it it just seems like a big big step to me, a big difference.
0: But does it, do you have the impression that people are actually doing that and that we are, that there are actually more people who are adopting our ideas per, as a percentage relative to how it was? I don't know, it's, maybe it's hard to gauge, you know, but. I think so. I
1: think so. Yeah. When, when I first joined the Libertarian Party and I would go talk to somebody just at random about it, they'd say, you know, what's a Libertarian? Mm. I've never heard of the Libertarian Party. What's that? Or And they would, or if they'd even heard of it, they would have some really terrible misconceptions about it. Mm. Uh, and uh and so, so I think that has changed. People still have misconceptions about uh, libertarians and anarchists, but they're closer to being right. And, and a lot of people are talking about us and complaining about us. I,
0: I prefer that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, because if we, our ideas get in front of people, they'll eventually adopt them. I mean, we're, we're our ideas are right. So, do you think that there's a so uh, the the and the anarchist idea to me i've had this conversation with a lot of people i mean there's it seems to me there's a, there's a fundamental difference between somebody who's against the state categorically and many libertarians who are saying we well, know we want we want a night night watchman state we want a minarchist we uh, we want a constitutional government um uh do you agree with that assessment that there's that there's there's a huge chasm there it seems to me
1: well, cer- certainly within the movement that's considered a, an important issue and uh-huh. people spend a lot of time thinking about it. I'm, again, sort of sort of skeptical. That's sort of, you know, we haven't figured out how to, to limit a state. Right. We haven't figured out how to live, how to get rid of a state. Right. So until we figure out one of those things and actually try it out and say, okay, here's how it works or here's how it doesn't work, you know, I'm, I'm more about... How do we get off the of dime right now? We, we've got all these ideas, but Bitcoin is the only big thing that's happened recently, and I want more. Uh-huh. Of course, of course there, there may be some pots of boiling, and
0: I didn't know anything about Bitcoin
1: for a long time, so maybe something's happening that I haven't heard about yet.
0: But I mean, doesn't doesn't the difference between a limited government libertarian and, and an anarchist it's a, it's an attitudinal difference to the government? You know, I'm in D.C. and there's a lot of libertarian think tanks here, a lot, of, a lot of self so-called libertarians active in politics, and and for me it's like like you were saying uh, about it becoming a moral issue. If if you think the government is criminal, it's it's immoral. Like you're you're I'm morally outraged, you know, as opposed to just saying, yeah, you know, government was too big or whatever. So I guess it really is a difference of direction about how you approach the state. In one case you condemn it categorically, in another case you sort of try to work with it, you know. Or minimize the evil.
1: Right. Well, it also depends on how how you define things, because it seems to me um, there was another guy with a website that, that had a nice provocative um, blog about this, which, which was just sort of how what, what's the sort of minimum thing that you could take away from the state that would turn it into just a membership organization, mm-hmm. and, and then you could call it voluntary, and it would have to to compete, and and so so he he was. Sort of facetiously proposing a, a constitutional amendment that would that would do this, and so basically it, it depends on how you how you treat people who want to opt out, how do how how you treat um, dissenters, and if mm-hmm. there is some if there was some way to say, look, leave me out of your plans, and they would say, okay, you're out, yeah, in some reasonable fashion, then the rest of the people could still have their wonderful constitution and do their voting. Right. And, have their legislature and do whatever they
0: want, and just okay, I'm 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 leave me out of that. Well, I mean, does it come down? It's to not just, very practical, but just make it make a constitutional amendment that makes taxes actually voluntary, like the like many people say it's voluntary, but they actually say you don't actually have to pay, you know.
1: Well, if I could just say, okay, my house is now a territory within the United States right. but it's not part of the United States I don't have to pay taxes I don't have to obey the laws I don't right. have to obey the, the regulations any of that uh, then and everyone could choose that then it would be a voluntary re- organization oh, it's just if you want to be a member you pay income tax right. and I wouldn't want to pay income tax in a in a membership organization but you know the, the I can't categorically say that's impossible mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they, if if there's going to be you know people, if you if the government make taxes voluntary, so you say I'm no longer I'm not I'm not getting police protection, It's kind of complicated because police is local government, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not getting military defense. Yeah. You know, I'm obviously I'm not getting so waving security. my
1: hands at many complicated issues right. there, but just sort of the concept.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I ultimately wouldn't. It's not have... like the state is actually going to do this, right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> this is not on their list. But ultimately we we are going to have, you know, when you get down to, the, to to the smallest granular detail, you will have a state of some form, even in a free society. And I think I read on one of your posts about your homeowners was it your post, maybe it was somebody else talking about like, you know, your homeowners association is sort of a state, right? They're You're pretty bad, actually in <laughs> many cases. But I mean it's a contractual state. You knew that when you bought the property. Yeah. It was like, yeah, but but you're also kind of saying, okay, yeah, put on the handcuffs. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, the thing is like a, a homeowner's association doesn't have this mystical mission to educate your children, you know, create a better world. Like, you know, it's very limited to we're going to provide for the commons, you know, so. But yeah. but ultimately you would still, have that, right? But still they they get pretty intrusive and yeah.
1: people let them get away with it. Mm-hmm. It seems to be, the people who sell that seem to think it's a selling, selling a plus to have it be a very rigid and powerful board in charge of those things. And maybe, maybe there's just going to be a separation. All the people who love authoritarianism will live in places like that and libertarians and anarchists will find something, something else to do somewhere else.
0: Hey, you know, maybe they'll give they'll give a discount, but you get you live in a reformed a prison, a former prison, and they'll lock the door for you at night. and They, you know, they'll serve you food in the cafeteria, and you know, if you're bad, they'll put you in solitary. People say, "I love it. I don't have to think about anything." You know, I've I been know. bad. Punish me. <laughs> I wouldn't go for it, but maybe some people would. I wouldn't be surprised, considering. <clears throat> And people seem to love it. Yeah. So, what are you? Are you actually doing anything in in uh, in Hawaii? Like, uh, I mean, is there? I assume there's a, must be a libertarian community in Honolulu, right? I mean, it's a, it seems to me like it's kind of a free, a lot of free people out there. Yeah. There. Well, there's
1: there's um, the Hawaii Libertarian Party, wow. which I. I'm I'm acquainted with some of them, and actually I used to be the editor of their news, newsletter for a while back in the '90s. And um, but they're not terribly active, and I'm I'm not too sure that what what they would would do. The Hawaii is so is so status that so one party Democrat. Yeah. And uh, but and. Uh, Ken Schoolin is a fairly well-known author. He's he lives in Honolulu. He has a, a sort of a libertarian salon at his house, I, maybe once maybe once a month. And I, I try to turn up there, though it's kind of way on the other end of the island. And then I, I'm sometimes lazy and don't show up. But that's more just kind of a meet and greet and and jaw with the other libertarians. It's
0: not there's oh, he- not a lot of okay. Let's get something done. Right. What's our plan? He did. Uh, he's the one who wrote that. Uh, the, the philosophy of liberty. Jonathan Global, I think, is the big one that, that is very
1: popular. Was that Jonathan Global? Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, because there's a there's a YouTube video, The Philosophy of Liberty, that uh, uh, it's yeah, millions of people, and it's an adaptation of that, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's, so I mean. <laughs> You know, because because there's a lot of like online connections people are being are making. Like I have a lot of Facebook friends that I've met maybe once or I haven't even met just from just from being in these online communities. Of, but it really it seems to me like it's really going to come down to like actually having communities in your local, you know, yeah. people you 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 go you know you go out with at night, you know, uh your your friends your your relationships that you make, you know those until those become Based on the shared values of anarchy or, or voluntarism, they're not. You don't. You don't have that constant reinforcement, you know. Yeah. So,
1: like, right? but
0: there's so few of us. Think, it's hard.
1: Yes, it's too thin in, in Hawaii. I think to yeah. for that to gel, we need something like uh, San Francisco for the gays. Maybe maybe that'll be New Hampshire, or maybe uh, uh, Asheville. I know is trying to to attract people. And, Maybe maybe Phoenix, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Honolulu, there's not much going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should make something go happen, but I haven't figured out what to do.
0: And then and then that's the thing, like what to what motivation, you know? Besides you getting together and just talking to people with the ideas, and it's like we all know the ideas more or less, you know? What do we do? You know? It's like we're not going to win. Po- we're not going to win a political election, like so. I always think about like the, huh how can we make a little progress right a little a little successes and then you get all of a sudden people get excited about it because you've made a little success so yeah. to me it seems like you really you're trying to figure out a way to double track people's minds you know because people have their career they have the way their their livelihood you know they have all their concerns with you know, that are not related to anarchism but then but then you you also want them to be invested in this thing you know and so it's like how do you find a way to get people to 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 commit to helping other people who are, I mean, just in your daily life, you know, like somebody's trying to start a business, you know, you can help promote that business or whatever. And, and if that person succeeds in the world, your values succeed, you know. Instead of trying to convince somebody new, just find somebody who also already believes in the ideas and say, like, what are you struggling with? Maybe I can help, you know.
1: The right kind of business, like... Bitcoin or 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 whatever could sort of lead people to to be more independent to, and to be more open to these sorts of ideas it's just we need to think of good ideas we need to be more creative it's a challenge
0: yeah definitely i wonder how i wonder how it'll turn out you know i would love to have a crystal ball to look at 10 10,000 years from now and see how who cracked the code, or who, you know, how, how they? Maybe, maybe we won't. Humans won't be here then because the state took over and killed us all. But I don't know. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta figure it out somehow. Gotta hope for the best. Cool. And so, uh, is there anything? I mean, what what's your what's your plans? I mean, you got any, any new uh, topics of uh, your writing that you're planning on doing on Liberty.me? It's coming up, or anything you're working on now? Like,
1: I've been rolling around some ideas, but they never seem to, to get finished. I'm having sort of a not a writing block, but a finishing the writing block. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't published much lately. He needs a partner. I think you're a perfect
0: partner for him. <laughs> please don't yeah. interrupt. thank you I would I would uh, you know I'd love to like, keep in touch mm-hmm. with you and, and and talk with you about my writing and your writing you know so.
1: well, I definitely will be keeping an eye on your your uh, your blog I'm, I'm subscribed and so I get a little email every time you publish something um, but yeah I'm, I'm sort of sort of uh, hopefully in a gestation phase <laughs> and not not just a uh, Totally stymied.
0: These kinds of conversations, when I have them, they always stimulate new ideas for writing because things come up that I haven't thought about, and you know, and then and then i was like, oh, I got to figure this out, so I'm gonna write an essay about it. I haven't written much recently because I've been editing all my rewriting all my essays. I'm gonna actually publish them in a book, um, so I've been working on that. But start, I'm starting to write some new stuff now, so it'll be it'll be coming out soon. I'll look forward to it. So, well, it's, it's it's been great talking to. You. Is there anything else you want to end with? I mean, just you know, imagine you're talking to however many ANCAPs that are watching this or voluntarists. Like, you know, you're somebody who's been involved in this with these ideas for a long time. Any I, advice to give them about what they should do, or you know, directions they should look? Well, just sort of um, try to try to see
1: the positive. It's easy to to sort of obsess about you know the latest. Cop beating story or other things that are sort of depressing, but yet there are a lot of long-term trends that are that, are, that seem more positive, and that give, I think give us good reason for hope that um, that a hundred years from now things will be really, really different. <laughs> nice. In a good way.
0: Well, great. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks so much for agreeing to talk. David and uh, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed your writing and uh, let's keep in touch for, for sure going forward. Same here, Steve. Thanks. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye bye.